Welcome to Scrollin' episode 87. I'm Ket. Joining me as always, Davia Starjumper. How's it going, man? It's going. It's sounding very, very baritone this evening. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, just testing out my new DJ voice, my radio voice. That's what I'm trying out here. I like it. I think it works. <laughs> I can't turn it off, so. You're a little under the weather, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I think I know what's going to make you feel better. A little bit of public test server patch notes talk. How's that? Is that what the doctor little, ordered? A little, little fire song, if you will. Yep. We're going to be talking about weeks three and four of the PTS for the fire song DLC coming up. Um, so we'll just get right into it. We're going to start off with Wardens. Um, <laughs> surprise, so, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> They're getting even more love. It's, it's kind of insanity. I mean, Wardens are already tippy top of the PvP meta. I mean, it's Wardens everywhere as far as the eye can see. Just a sea of Wardens. Yeah. And we're just making them even more OP than they already are. Uh, basically, three passives are, uh, are being buffed, essentially. Uh, the advanced species passive, we're still not done with this one. Um, it now grants 4% critical damage done per animal companion ability slotted instead of 3%. So that would be 20% if you have all five uh, slots, or 24% if you have the bear, if you're Davius and you have the bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better believe it. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm just confused on why they keep changing this thing. I mean, it, at least overall, the, the, the main part of it stayed the same with the crit damage, but I'm still confused why they ever changed this thing. I, I kind of liked its original uh, ability. The flat you know? damage done was way better, for yeah. sure. And, and we'll talk about it later as we go through some of these warden changes, but it's kind of ridiculous now. It the flat damage done if they just would have left that that would have i don't know made a lot more sense than some of these other changes yeah i would have been i think that would have been a lot better for pve especially because like crit damage is capped you know and mm -hmm. in most organized groups you're you're at that cap without even trying really yeah uh, so this only goes so far in pve whereas you know percent damage done you know flat damage done that applies no matter what that's not capped yeah it works for everybody I, I think my particular warden, I'm a, you know, I'll be a little biased on this. I think I probably would have preferred pin, but I, this isn't going to be bad. It's not like it'll still this be, be good, really just, strong. I mean, yeah, it's going to be strong in a different way. So potentially 24% crit damage. I mean, this is the crit class now. I mean, I always yeah. think of Nightblades as being the crit class, Nightblades and Templars. They have 10% bonus crit damage. That's the thing that makes them a crit class. Is they have 10% extra crit damage. Wardens have as much as 24%. They have a huge head start as far as stacking crit damage goes. I mean, if they happen to be wearing medium armor, they probably have uh, minor force in their build. They're, they're probably using frost, so they're applying minor brittle, most mm -hmm. likely. Without even wearing any crit sets, they're probably going to be just accidentally having a ton of crit damage. So in PvP, that's going to be super potent, I think. Wardens are going to be just fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're more than fine, yeah. Uh, Glacial Presence passive, it no longer adds 10% critical damage and healing to recently chilled targets. Uh, instead, it now increases your damage done by the chilled status effect uh, based on your offensive stats. Um, and still, this passive, it still also increases your, uh, your chance to apply the chilled status by your Winter's Embrace abilities by 200%. Uh, and also, remember, Arctic Blast recently got an extra 15% chance to apply uh, the chilled status on top of that. So, 
Um, you, you can actually potentially get quite a bit out of this. The, de the devs say uh, it was too similar to the advanced species passive being all crit focused and everything. So they wanted to uh, differentiate those. The player feedback I've seen about this specific change is uh, the warden mains out there and, and the people who are wanting to play Frost Wardens actually really, really like this change. I think this is a really cool idea that gives them a great like option to be a Frost Warden without forcing them to do it if they don't want to. Like if we could just kind of undo all the other weird stuff that's happening with Warden and just focus on this thing and keep this thing, this actually seems like a really cool idea on its own. So that's the feedback I, I, I've heard on that. Any thoughts on that, Davies? I, I'll let you get through this next one, and then I've I've got some thoughts just kind of on on the wrap up of Warden. But I'll let you get through this one because it'll it'll involve that one as well. Oh yeah, I mean, there's going to be plenty to say about this <laughs> next one. The piercing cold passive. If you remember on the last episode, uh, we mentioned this one. This is the one that now gives you uh, it, it increases all damage done by two percent, uh, or it increases all damage done by ten percent if you're wielding a frost staff. Right? Remember that um, unanimously like unpopular decision, right? Like nobody likes this decision. Everyone hates it. You look at the forums, you look at the subreddit, uh, read your guild chats. Everyone just super duper hates this idea. Even people who like want to be a frost warden and that's like their favorite thing. Even they're like, this is not the way to yeah. do it. Um, so anyway, they, they took that feedback and uh, they said, you know what we're going to do? Um, we're going to take that 10% and we're going to increase that to 12%. So now when you're wielding a Frost Staff, you're going to have a 12% increase to all damage done. Still just 2% if you're using any other kind of weapon. It's a bold strategy. Grizzly Khan says, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> My sentiment's exactly, Grizzly Khan. It's, um, it's obviously a situation where like, Feedback is not wanted on this thing. This, the, the decision has been made. It has nothing to do with what the players want. What the players want is clear, right? Like, this is not... Everyone hates this. They've made up their mind for, for reasons, for other reasons that, that have been, you know, that they've come up with in meetings or whatever else. Uh, Davis, what's happening? Why, why is this I, happening? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I mean, so many things. One, you're, you've spent the past year plus 18 months bringing hybridization to the game, diversity on builds, all these different pieces, mythics and monster sets, five piece, people, you know, make it these three pieces, all these different builds to get all these different types. And with one change, you've said, oh, by the way, if you play a Mag Warden, you will use a Frost Staff. That's the yeah. only weapon, any Frost Staff, any Mag Warden build, and potentially... It could just be any warden build. Maybe stamina wardens will throw a frost staff on. I don't know. Maybe they'll find a way. I think it'd be pretty easy to do. I mean, especially you can just put all the animal companion abilities on your front bar. Use all the stamina morphs if you want. Yep. And just use a frost staff and you're, I mean, you're good. Yeah. No and problem. you get 12% damage. It, it's, it's just, if you're a warden, they're, they want you to use one weapon type, which is just completely against uh the hybridization that they've been trying to set up i don't i don't understand it well and it's against their whole like you know the philosophy has been for the longest time play how you want that's been yeah. the mantra which granted i haven't actually heard any of any zoss employees say that phrase in quite a while so maybe that's just out the window now i don't know uh but this definitely is not play how you want yeah and and it just seems even more ridiculous to me kind of like i was saying earlier the the original version of advanced species Increased your damage done by the ability, which seems so much better way 
to increase damage done. The more abilities that you use, the more your damage was increased. And so this already kind of existed in a much better way. They got rid of that, they changed that ability, and then threw this in here. And then the glacial presence, they made the change because it said it was too similar to advanced species. So it just is like, if they would have never changed advanced species, yeah, exactly. it's like none of these changes would have been necessary. It's just crazy to me that they're just tinkering in all of these changes. And it's like, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it, it just, it really of, does seem just like not really planned. Like let, we're just trying stuff and like, oops, forgot about this thing. Well, yeah. let's just patch that up with some duct tape or whatever. And yeah, it really just seems very haphazard. It just seems crazy. And then to end it with this, where you have one weapon type that you could use if you're a warden, just is not fun. Not fun at all. Uh, yeah. Seems very limiting if you're a warden player out there that if you don't use the weapon, that if you don't use a frost staff, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be playing with a handicap. And that's just. Yeah, you're just going to be willfully making a worse build if you don't use a frost staff. Yeah, that's just, yeah, I don't like it. Let's make a comparison to Dragon Knights, right? Like, Dragon Knights are de facto, they're, they're the fire mages in this mm -hmm. game, right? No question. Like a Magicka Dragon Knight, that's a fire mage. Um, and they can use any of the three Destro staffs, and, and they do. They do use any of the three Destro staffs. It depends on the build and what they're wanting in their build. Uh, they can obviously use a Flame Staff that's going to give them more damage to their whip, to their light attacks, their single target dots. It's going to help them out with sustain since it's flame damage. They'll be applying uh, the burning status a little more often. Yep. Lightning staff's going to increase their leap damage, their fiery breath damage, uh, any AOE dots. The old heavy attack builds that they don't really exist anymore, but um, they often would use a lightning staff as well. And um, frost staff. Dragonites still often do use frost staffs because it gives them better uh, crowd control and better survivability. So like... They can use any of the three frost staffs. It just depends on the build. And in all three cases, the Dragon Knight, they, they never stop being a fire mage, right? They're a fire mage yeah. no matter what weapon they're using. Because it's, yeah, it's the class abilities. And this is, I don't know, it, it just seems like a bad move. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I'm not, not a fan of every warden I see going to be having a, a frost staff. Yeah, I mean, if you're a warden, if you want better CC and better survivability, use a frost staff. If you want better damage, also use a frost staff. Yeah. You know, there's no decision to make it. There's no like, there's no depending on the build or depending on the play style or anything like yeah. that. You know, it's just use a frost staff. That's just, it. That's the uh, end of yeah, the, 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 the thought question process. question ends at the class. Warden, question mark? Oh, frost staff. Frost staff. No, I didn't yeah. tell you my build yet. No, you don't need to. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, it doesn't matter. It, just frost staff. Also, uh, a really quick. Pro tip for anyone who isn't aware, I wasn't aware of this. I just never looked at the passives that closely. So when you use a frost staff, you know, it, it makes you use Magicka whenever you block, but that's actually optional. You don't have to do that. Um, the thing that makes you consume Magicka to block, that's the Trifocus passive from the, the Destro Staff skill line. Um, the only other thing that does for a frost staff is it gives you the world's tiniest damage shield when you do a fully charged heavy attack. It's it's literally non-existent in PvP. Uh, you're not missing out on anything if you just don't put any points in that passive. And, and that way, you're still using stamina to block. And the, the passive that gives you extra, an extra 20% block mitigation and an extra 36% block cost reduction when you're wielding a Frost Staff, that's a different passive. That's the Ancient Knowledge passive. So you can still have that and, and use stamina block. By the way, the 20% block mitigation, 36% block cost reduction, that's the same passives that the sword and shield gives you, right? It's the same 
like yeah. effectiveness as sword and shield. Uh, and you, except with a frost F, you have the choice to either use stamina or use magicka. Uh, and in either case, really, you're not missing out on anything. It's just a choice you have. Yeah. I didn't really realize that. And once I did realize that, I was like, oh, well, then Warden's going to be unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. And, and like you said, if you're a stam, if you're a stam warden, throw a frost F on there. It, it, there's really no reason not to. At this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of a downside. It's just if you're if there's certain weapon abilities you really want to use would be the only reason not yeah. to, you know. I mean, let's put it let's put this into perspective for a second here. So if you have a frost F, increase all damage done by 12%. The Malakath Ring, which is a mythic item, increases all damage done by 16%, only 4% more. Oh, and it takes away all of your crit damage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you could just have this passive. I get hung up on the fact that it's giving you that 12% damage and a sword and shield level of defensive bonuses as well at yeah. the same time. Extremely you know, tanky, only for a lot of damage. And I like the fact that the frost staff is used for like as a tanky, you know, uh, destro staff option. And for any other class, you know, you're sacrificing damage to have better crowd control, better survivability. That's the choice you're making. Uh, with Warden, there's no choice. I need to stop because I'm going to like go insane. <laughs> but, you know, this does not result in a frost mage, right? Like forcing a warden to use a frost F, they're not a frost mage. Their primary damage skills, they deal magic damage and they're, they're animal themed. They're not even frost themed. To me, frost is not a central theme of the warden class. You know, it's a thing that they use. They, they have a few abilities that deal frost damage, but those are like secondary effects of abilities that are actually really meant for tanking. Most of their damage is magic damage, and they're not frost-themed at all. This is all just dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. To me, it doesn't even, like, even the frost doesn't bother me, because they, like, they have frost abilities, I guess. But my thing is, is that all wardens are going to be using this now. It doesn't matter if you're going to, even if you're trying to make a frost warden, okay, well, you'll have a frost F. Well, guess what? Now the, the brawler stamina warden is also going to be having a frost F. If if you wanted to try to make a warden have this frost feel to it, this is seems a silly way to do it because now everybody is going to be taking advantage of this, and it, it it almost hurts anybody who is trying to make a frost warden because everybody's going to be jumping on this bandwagon. I'm actually thinking of a like maybe a ranged stamina warden, bow back bar, frost staff front bar, and just use mm -hmm. class abilities. You know the class range spammable and and all yep. of that. And that, I mean, mm. you have all you need. You get the 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 netch, the wings. Uh, That's the thing about wardens is they're so like self-contained as a class, right? Like you can literally slot nothing but class abilities, and you have a fully functional, complete build with everything yep. you could possibly need for a PvP build. Well, and that front That's bar, you them. really you really could do all of those uh, animal abilities, and then you give yourself that you know twenty percent uh, crit damage buff. Throw mm -hmm. a frost stuff on there, get your twelve percent damage buff, and and you're really, I mean, we, we keep saying it, but you're not wasting any bar slots. Those are all like the animal companion skill line is a great skill line. Oh, it's fantastic. Like every, you could, you can make, you can fill up your front bar with all animal companion abilities and that's going to be a good build. Yeah. You know, put it, some, you, some defensive abilities on the back bar and you really, you have a, a complete build there. Absolutely. You have uh, you know, sub, you know, you've got your sub assault or, you know, I can't remember the magical one. Deep Fisher. Deep Fisher. Thank you. But yeah, that's your heavy hitting kind of delayed move. You've got your spammable. You've got your wings for your speed and for your, you know. You got a dot. 
Yeah, you got your dot with the the uh, Fletcher flies, uh, and then you got your sustain with the Netch and your cleansing. Mm-hmm. So, and then really, that's your damage buff too, is the Netch. Yep. So you're really are set with that uh, front bar there. Yeah, I mean, I think we will see a lot of wardens wielding a frost staff, using all those animal companion abilities. Um, I I kind of like the fact that they're being encouraged to slot class abilities that's a good thing i just don't yeah, like the frost I like that. thing i just yeah i don't like that they're forcing them to use a specific weapon so we'll see how that goes i mean their minds made up on this obviously you know they decided it's warden's time to be on top they already are on top but they need to be on topper you know <laughs> <laughs> even higher yeah so um we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye on that probably not going to be fun i can tell you i've not really been enjoying this warden dominated meta i'm kind of over it I wasn't really into it to begin with, you know, so I'm like super duper over it. I didn't mind it in the beginning just because, you know, we had said like Wardens seemed to kind of be MIA there for a while, but um, the tankiness that's kind of come along with it and it's it's made it where there's a whole bunch more heals and a whole bunch more tanky players and it's just kill counts have just gone. Yeah, because that's the gone. thing. They're not just... <laughs> They're not just tanky. They make everyone around them more tanky too. And that's a big part of the tanky meta. Gummy Bear uh, says, imagine a pre-made of just Frost Wardens. Not hard to imagine. Just jump into the the group queue and that's what it is, basically. So anyway, uh, that's that's all the class adjustments being made. It's just those three Warden passives. Nothing else uh, to any other classes on weeks three or four. Destruction Staff, the weakness to Elements ability, the base ability now lasts 30 seconds instead of 20 seconds. The Elemental Drain Morph now lasts 60 seconds instead of 23 seconds. And the Elemental Susceptibility Morph is now 30 seconds instead of 60 seconds. So they kind of moved those durations around a little bit. Also, the Elemental Susceptibility Morph, that's really hard to say, Elemental Susceptibility (laughs) Um, it also now applies each elemental status effect, burning, chilled, and concussed every six seconds, rather than applying a random one of the three every six seconds. So you get all three elemental statuses basically for the entire duration of this ability. So this is a free to cast ability. The base thing that it does is it gives you it gives the 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 target major breach. Mm-hmm. Plus it gives them burning. That's a, a fairly strong dot. Concussed gives them minor vulnerability. Chilled gives them minor maim and minor minor brittle if you have a frost staff. You know, if you're using the uh, the Vastran Destro, that puts that beam on them. It's a lot of damage. I mean, it's a whole lot of stuff happening from a, a free-to-cast yeah. ability. No resource cost at all. I'm actually kind of excited about this one. I, I feel like that the uh, Destruction Staff skill line doesn't get used a whole lot. At least in a PvP standpoint, that it, it seems like it doesn't get a whole lot of uh, use. And so, I don't know. I'm excited to see maybe these abilities used a lot more. It's been a while since we've seen that Vatishran Destro, but I, I 100% agree. This, you know, buffing this ability, that we may see that uh, Vatishran Destro staff again. Our buddy Uncle Sam, his like OP dueling uh, Stamcrow ability, he's actually been using a Vatishran Frost staff on the back bar for a long time on that build. And he's still. He's he's been swearing by it this whole time. So um, this Fawn's Lark Cladding, the new mythic item, that's the one where you sprint through targets and it gives them that new charm status that prevents them from uh, casting abilities while moving towards you. Uh, it's a really neat, really interesting new thing. And we were concerned on the last episode that uh, 
this might be breaking the CC rules. Like it seems really cool, except if it breaks the CC rules, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, looks like our concerns have been alleviated here. They say they fixed an issue where players affected by the charm status could still move freely. Um, so charmed players will now move toward the last location of the charm caster uh, and stay there until the effects of charm have worn off uh, or have ended early by cleansing or breaking free. Beautiful. That's poetry. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you can break free from it, that must mean it's crowd yeah. control. You have CC immunity after that, right? So that's great. And actually, I'm actually like, I can kind of breathe a sigh of relief. Yep. I'm looking forward to this thing. This thing actually seems really fun, really neat. It's going to add a new dynamic to BGs. It's a new form of CC that I've actually seen a lot of people on the forums say like, this is going to be a disaster. Like this is just going to wreck everything. I don't think so. I really don't. Since it's, since it's crowd control and it follows the CC rules, I say game on, you know, I mean, it's, it's not any worse than being knocked back with a javelin into a lava pit or anything like yeah, that. You know? Absolutely. Or off the map. This is interesting to me because, you know, on our on some of our sewer runs, there's a boss on the I think it's on the DC side. I could remember. It's either AD or DC. I know it's not on EP. But there's a boss that does an ability that it's we've always said it was yes. like a reverse fear and it like slowly pulls you in. And we've always said that's such a cool ability, and it seems like that's what this is. It's essentially that ability is going to be uh, be able to be used by players now. It's kind of that same idea, and so I think it's going to be cool. As long as it follows the CC rules, I'm down. That's cool. I wonder if that boss that you're talking—I know the boss you're talking about. It's like a—he's like a flesh atronach in the yep. sewers. I can't yep. remember his name. But he does this CC. I wonder if that actually is the charm status. Like it's all, it's already in the game and this is the first time a player has access to it because it is, it seems like how this is describing it. Like you're moving yeah. towards the, the, the enemy. If that is the animation, that that's cool. That, that we've cool. always I said like every it. time we've done that fight, we always said how cool it was. And it's slow. It's not like you're being yanked towards them. Your character's yeah. like slowly like zombie walking towards them. So that seems cool. I see a lot of people still very concerned about this, but for me, like my, my concerns are totally alleviated. I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to farm this thing out and probably try to make a weird build with it. Here's another really cool thing. This is actually a minor thing that probably a lot of people uh, will overlook in the notes, but this affects me greatly. <laughs> they fixed an issue where you could become stuck heavy attacking indefinitely after roll dodging while inputting a light attack. Anyone who plays bgs with me while i'm playing on my stand blade has probably heard me like yell and curse about this exact bug it happens on that particular character for some reason it happens to me all the time and it's cost me deaths it's cost me kills it's a it's a really really bad bug I'm glad that they're fixing that yeah that's a bad it, when it happens to you you're, you're just stuck there's nothing yeah like you have to complete the uh what i found actually solves it is if you um if you do a bash like if you make your character do a bash animation that'll snap him out of it but okay. by the time i like realize it's even happening it's often too late you know yeah. i've already like missed the opportunity to, to cast a heal when i needed to or whatever yeah that's my thing is that once it happens it, it's just enough time to throw you off where it's going to cause you to to get killed yeah really bad bugs so thank you so much zoss for fixing my my least favorite bug most favorite bug doesn't exist anymore, does it? The running on top of your horse. <sighs> running on top of your horse, greatest one ever. I don't know. Maybe it's still out there. I haven't seen it in a while, but 
I wonder if that's a strictly client side bug. Like maybe it just depends on how crappy your computer is. If you <laughs> see that bug or not, <laughs> I have not seen it in a long time. My computer's not amazing, but it's it's good enough. I I honestly wonder with all of these like subtle. I think you were the one that put this idea in my head, but I really do think there's something to it. Is all these little subtle upgrades they've made to like performance and, and visual, mm-hmm. like all these minor things. If somehow they just that's what I think accidentally fix that bug, you know. Good thing performance. Obviously, performance is good, but man, nothing beat you know a, a horse flying across town with somebody just sprinting full speed on top of it. It was a sight to see every time. Yeah, I think you're probably right that it was a performance related bug. That's always been my suspicion. It's like things are like not loading in the right order or something, you know, and that's what causes mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? So that's basically it for. For weeks three and four of PTS, it's uh, it's three warden passives, weakness to elements, and its morphs are changed a little bit, and Fawn's Lark cladding, and that heavy attack uh, bug. That's that's basically the high the highlights as far as I'm concerned. I want to go back to week one. I want to revisit this um, Templar backlash change that's happening. Um, so backlash, that's the base ability of power of the light, purifying light. Uh, we talked about it on the last episode. Uh, it's it's basically nerfed considerably. No, no other way to say it. <laughs> no, no other way to say it. A quick reminder of just what this ability does. Um, it's a Templar class ability. You tag an enemy with it, and it deals a small amount of initial damage. And then six seconds later, it pops and deals damage again based on the total amount of damage you did during that six seconds. Uh, right now on the live server, it's 50% of the total damage done during that six seconds. This new version, it's gonna pop for up to 200% of the initial hits damage based on the damage done. So it's it's figuring that math a little bit differently. Uh, they also made it more difficult to, to reach that maximum 200% bonus than, than it is right now. So we said all that on the last episode. The reason we're revisiting it now is uh, there's been some testing done. Shout out to Marshmallow Man. I don't think he actually listens to the podcast, but. Uh, um, he posted his test results on the the official forums, and a lot of other people were chiming in with very similar results. Uh, so it seems accurate. I haven't done the testing myself, but I am going to trust uh, Marshmallow Man and others uh, who are reporting in. So uh, Zoss said that this ability, if you reach the, the full 200% maximum bonus, that it should be about the same potency as the current version of this ability. Seems to be that that is false. Seems to be that if you uh, if you reach the full 200% bonus, it's going to be about 15% less damage uh, than the live version of this ability. So maximum bonus versus maximum bonus, 15% less damage. Uh, on top of that, so they, they said they made it more difficult to reach that maximum bonus. Turns out they made it a lot more difficult. So right now... Let's say you have a 20, 20k tooltip on this ability. The maximum bonus for this ability is 20k. That's the most damage it can possibly deal. So that means in that six second duration, you need to deal 40,000 damage. And then you'll get the full bonus. 40,000 damage, that's doable. Even in PvP, you might not get it every time, but you'll get it a fair amount of time. It's, it's totally doable. Um, this new version, to get the, the full 200% maximum bonus, uh, you're going to need to deal about 94,000 damage over six <laughs> seconds. Uh, more than double. Yeah, not even double, like more than double. Not 40,000 damage, 94,000 damage. And 
I don't think that's even going to be possible for most builds in PVP. No. Maybe, maybe once in a while you can get it if someone's just straight standing there letting you target dummy them. But let's say you do, even then, fifteen percent less damage than than you'll get right now. Ugh. Listen, man, what the what the heck is going on with Templars? You're not invited anymore, Templars. Get out of here. Yeah, get out. Real. I mean, that is welcome. honestly how it feels. Get out of here. We're both Templar mains, right? It's hard not to feel like, like, what the heck, man? Do you want me? Do you seriously just want me to quit? Like, I'm not threatening to quit. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like, man, that's it. Feels like you want me to stop playing Listen, Templars. It was they were great. It's like the um, I don't know why this analogy popped in my head. Just a good old Davis analogy here. But essentially, you know, the Templars are like the middle school kids you know sitting at the back of the bus everything's great well the next bus stop was the high school kids and they were picked up a whole bunch of wardens and they just shoved all the <laughs> right off the bus <laughs> get yeah. out of here i'm honestly at a loss just after seeing this broken down and like seeing how much of a nerf this is on top of jabs being nerfed considerably not just in terms of damage jabs is just not as good of an ability like functionally it's not as good no um burning light passive super nerfed uh, Empower was deleted from PvP, and Templars benefited from that quite a bit, so that was taken from them, and not replaced with anything else, like the abilities that give them Empower, that's that's still all they do, and so that's just kind of dead in PvP. And like we were talking about last week, uh, or last last on the last episode, the very few Templars you see out there getting good results, it's not, it's not Power of the Light that's making them good, you know? No, like It's the beam. It's the beam, and you know it's not like Templar's a dead class. You can make a ranged, like execute focused, like beam plar, like the you know I talked about my build, and I made a build video for one even on YouTube, and it's a great build. It works really well, but man, that's not a Templar. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's not well, a real and, Templar. And it's it's kind of like, and and I know you'll relate to this as a as a fellow Templar main. It's it's kind of a similar. Problem to what we were talking about with Warden of all these Wardens using frost, frost Staffs is that Templar right now, like the only viable PvP Templar build is some version of that beam build. And it's, mm -hmm. they're used to see, you know, a lot of different type of Templar builds, Magplar, you know, Stamplar and, and tanky ones, Brawler ones, you know, Speedy, roll, Roly Polies. And now it's just, if you see a Templar out there, it's a Beamplar and that's, that's kind of, their singular window and so it's just kind of a bummer to see them reduced to just this single way to go and and i know that you know before most you know magplars samplars they all use jabs and but you know i i don't know i just feel like it allowed for a lot more freedom with different types yes there was using jabs but there were still different sets and things that went into it and and that was the spammable so it still allowed for a lot of other abilities to be used with the jabs and I don't know. Now it's just, it's just Beamblar. I could kind of see if there's someone like on the dev team that's, you know, they see all these jab spamming Templars and they're thinking to themselves like, these people don't know that there's a really good range Templar build that's possible that no one's using, you know? And so they want to kind of encourage people to, to seek that build out and find that build. And I think, you know, I'm just making up a scenario here, you know, but I can imagine that being the case and, and them wanting to kind of encourage you to, to explore a different kind of build for Templars and makes perfectly good sense. But do we have to just keep 
stabbing the classic yeah. Templar just over and over and why over. Can't, yeah, why can't both exist? <laughs> yeah, why not? we can have both, right? Like, the only thing that kind of like makes it kind of make sense in my mind is like just, you know, these people, they, they have a job. You know, we've all had a job. You have a job, right? I have a job. And I've certainly been in a situation where I'm the person who knows how to do a thing. And someone who is my superior, who's my boss, tells me to do a thing that I think is a bad idea. And I'll tell them, hey, I think that's a bad idea. But they'll say, do it anyway. And I'd like to keep my job, so I just do it. Mm. You know, I could certainly see a situation like, you know, this combat development team, they may hate this stuff as much as we do, but they have no choice in the matter. They're the ones that are doing it. They're the ones who have the know-how to to make these changes and everything. But it's totally plausible that this decision was made by people who've never even played video games before. Yeah, it could be that they just they want they want people playing wardens right now and they and they want the Templar you know, they want the numbers down. It 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 really is probably what it comes down to is that uh some sort of spreadsheet that they're trying to, you know, they're keeping track of of characters and numbers of people playing certain characters and they want to adjust that. Mhm. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Something something like that. So it sucks. I mean, we're both Templar mains. Uh my stamina Templar. I mean stamina Templar's in the worst shape of, you know, of the of the two kind of Templar specs. Um I haven't been playing with mine at all. I'm not I don't I do not feel enthusiastic about playing my my Stamplar, my main character right now. And I, I've been I've been avoiding her really. That's I guess that's all about all we have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt yourself <laughs> oh boy um i want to touch on this topic this is a weird topic and uh, this this comes up in the forums in different places fairly often maybe once a week or so you'll uh you'll see someone post a uh conversation of um something to the effect of is eso going into maintenance mode maintenance mode that means like they're not really going to be putting out any content, no major updates. They're just kind of keeping the servers running. Just keep until the lights it's no longer, on. Yeah, just keep the lights on until it's no longer profitable to do that. That's, you know, pretty frequently people are like surmising that that's probably going to be the case here pretty soon. Um, I can tell you right now that is not the case at all. Uh, and, and basically every time this conversation comes up, uh, comment after comment after comment is pointing to all this data, all this evidence that says absolutely not. This game has a long, long, long life ahead of it. It's still a very healthy game. It yeah. may or may not be going in a direction that you like, but there's no denying the fact that there are a ton of people playing ESO. The game is making a lot of money. Right. This wouldn't even be worth bringing up, uh, except um, the most recent one of these conversations I saw, uh, there actually was a, an official developer comment uh, on the topic, which is very unusual for this type of topic. But uh, Zoss underscore Kevin says, we are not going into maintenance mode. We've got more exciting stuff on the horizon to keep everyone in Tamriel busy for some time. Uh, the team is excited to share more when we're ready. But until then, we have Firesong up next. What do you think, Davis? Does that inspire hope in your, in your heart for the future of ESO? It actually really did. I actually found this message to be very uh, refreshing. Uh, you know, like... He didn't have to reply and say anything. I mean, these are just kind of trolly type posts. Usually people are angry about some decision in the game. And so they're like, it's maintenance mode, game over, doomsday, sky is falling. And so right. he could have just left it as another one of those. But um, 
to actually send this out, it, it was refreshing, and and I know we've been <laughs> we've been a little down in the at the start of this podcast, but uh, I'm gonna kind of flip the script here a little bit. Um, it it kind of got me, it kind of got my my hopeful juices going again in the sense of, you know, it, it kind of got me thinking. You know, at the beginning of this year, they were talking about, listen, guys, this is going to be a very minimal year. We've kind of scaled back on what we'd usually do, and over time, I think it's. When, when we're actually seeing that come around and actually happen, it was kind of a struggle. And, and we go back to the past couple expansions and it's like, man, we really, we really could have used something new. Uh, and it was getting a little, you know, getting a little harder to, to keep that going. But just this simple little message has kind of got me thinking, okay, you know, they had said this year is going to be minor and, and I'm kind of back to believe in, all right, like starting in the next expansion, we're going to start seeing some big stuff again. So. Yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, restored some hope for me. I don't know if I have Stockholm syndrome or what, but this I I feel the same way. This actually kind of makes me feel like okay, I think I believe this guy, you know, because like you said, like developers never comment on these topic on these kinds of topics, and he didn't have to say anything at all. And it seems like he's not saying much. You know, he can't say, "Yeah, hey, I know this year kind of sucked, guys. Sorry." You know, that's not something (laughs) he's allowed to say. But to me, the underlying message does seem to kind of be an acknowledgement of some kind that like, yeah, we know, just sit tight, okay? Um, so that makes me hopeful. I'm choosing right now to to, to believe in Zoss underscore Kevin that we have some really cool <laughs> stuff happening uh, up next. We believe in um, you, Kevin. <laughs> I kind of like how he says, uh, let's see, we're excited to share more when we're ready, but until then we have Fire Song up next. It's kind of like he's saying like, we have exciting stuff later, but we have Fire Song now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got this Fire Song, but just like, you wait. Just, it's gonna be let's good. just power through, guys. Let's, let's just, just kind of. <laughs> yeah. We had our 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 what do you call it? Our our, our singular guild event that we have uh, a yeah. sit chair night. I think it's official. That's that's a Stoon Guild event. The the sit chair night. Oh, that's that's in stone. That's yeah. that's the one event that we know for sure. We got that one. Uh, that's like our second one we've done recently. Yeah, it's it's starting. It's We're on starting, a roll, people. It's starting to become something. <laughs> the and, kids are uh, back. Everybody, you know, get your get your get your fancy chairs out there. We love to see the different chairs. Here's a con says slash plant yourself doesn't plant yourself night doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> yeah, not quite. That's the new the new chair emote. It's slash plant yourself to to sit in that new cool looking plant chair, which is neat. I have it. It's a good chair. Shout out to Grizzly Khan and shout out to Maddie. They uh they joined joined us for a sit chair night and uh it was the four of us. We were having a good time. Grizzly was on a warden healer, and the rest of the three of us, we were all on Dragon Knights. Um, that was pretty cool. Just just leapfrogging away. We were there were a lot of the the leaps abound abounded. Uh is that thing people say a, a bun anyway there were there were a lot of leaps happening um pretty uneventful as far as pvp goes the sewers were just like as dead as i've ever seen them yeah we only had one fight didn't we i can't really call it a fight yeah, we saw true. we saw an enemy uh they attacked first that's true okay that's uh, we, were, we were just defending ourselves um, it was actually, actually turned out to be a guildmate, uh, that's in one of our, uh, the, the battlegrounds guild that we're in. Uh, he whispered me and he's like, Hey, why'd you guys three VX me or three V one me? I'm like, Oh, we, I didn't realize who you were, dude. You attacked first. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, so sorry, dude. Now, yeah, it was fun. It was mostly a PVE experience. We were just running through, killing all the mobs, killing all the bosses, basically just getting a lot of Telvar. Uh, the whole point is to run from home base to the middle, kill everything, go to, go to an enemy home base, make our way all the way there, kill everything all the way there, uh, and then just hang out in their home base and just chill and sit in chairs and wait for people to come out. And the goal is to not fight, right? But if they attack first, it's on. Okay, yep. that's the rule. Fight's and usually on. someone does most of the time, but... Um, we let some low-level guys through. You know, they didn't want to fight, so some low-level guys hopped off, yep. waved at us, went up, moved on their way. It was good. Yeah, we saw like a level 30-something or whatever, and we're like, oh, he's a little baby, and we just patted him on the head, and he went <laughs> his little way. <laughs> go, go have fun, little guy. Get out of here, you. <laughs> Give him a noogie. You rascal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was fun just hanging out with GrizzlyCon and Maddie and Discord and just chatting. We yeah. were just kind of like listening to music and making jokes and getting a bunch of Televar. I think I got like almost 20K Televar out of that. that you also got a, uh, another nice little treat. Oh, yeah. I got that um, that uh, Soul Shriven Skin Rune Box from Molog Ball. And that thing apparently mm-hmm. sells for between like two to three million gold. I need to log in and see if it's sold yet. Very nice. Yeah, I'm getting low on gold, so that was uh, and I and I already have that skin, so I'm not tempted to keep it. Yeah, pretty sweet. It was a good run. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, good sit chair night. I'll have to do it again here pretty soon. Uh, also, been playing a lot of BGs. That's you know, of course, mostly what I do most of the time in my free time is just hey, let's jump into a BG. What else am I going to do? Uh, still very low kill counts. I would say if you're like God mode, you get maybe 10, 11 kills. If you, if you can break double digits. You're doing pretty good. Uh, and most of the time, most matches, I would say it's like six or seven, maybe eight kills. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, those are the high kill counts. That's right a good there. match. That's a good match. Yeah. If you can get, you get above five that you're done pretty well. There are exceptions, of course. Like, I mean, you get the odd match here and there yeah. that are just bad matchups, you know, and you can kind of just go on a slaughter fest, uh, you know, and I'll talk a, a little bit about my stamps work after a while, but, uh, you know, he got like a 23 and oh, a couple nights ago. I know you had a really good one as well on your stamps work. Uh, so it happens. I mean, you get those matches now and then, but if it's, I'm talking like it's prime time, everyone's logged in, you, you're getting good matchups with, you know, MMR that's comparable to yours. It's hard to kill people. Very difficult. There's some tanky, tanky people out there. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, nobody really poses a threat to anybody, right? Like. They're either so tanky that even though I have a lot of damage, I, I can't really break through their defenses, or they're so tanky that they don't have any damage. And even though I'm yeah. very squishy, they still they don't have enough damage to really threaten me. And I really have found that to be the case. Like I'm just kind of strolling through the battlefield, you know, very casually. Like I'll just kind of approach a fight. I can take a, a hit or two, kind of see like, okay, what's this build? What are they coming at me with? I I, I don't have to be like super reactive to things. I have time to kind of think about what's happening which i'm sure that sounds very appealing to some people i do not like metas like that i like i like it you have to think fast you have to be on your toes and if you you know if if you make the wrong decision you're dead that's what i like i know not everyone's that way yeah it uh it seems like you know not that long ago it was you know damage was super high and deaths were happening very frequent and it feels like you know uh old school shout out here but it feels like we went from like the like in Goldeneye, we went from like everybody doing the golden gun to now we're like in a knife fight. 
It's just, wow. <laughs> that's a that's quite the throwback. I never played GoldenEye, but uh, the, I assume the, there are people who know what you're talking about there. Yeah, there's there's people that'll get that. It's just, you know, you went from like the one shot kills where it's just people were dying like crazy and now it's just you just have to lay into people. Most of the time I see deaths happen in BG and and is usually when the stalemate, people just get bored of it. And so one person will kind of scroll off. And, and sometimes I'm that one person. <laughs> and you yeah. kind of stray away. And then just four people focusing one person usually can bring them down. But that's that's usually what ends up happening. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's kind of been my BG experience. Like, I'll go kind of just kind of looking for targets that I think can be killed in a, in a reasonable amount of time. And I end up just kind of bouncing off a lot of people before I actually really engage in a fight you know like i'll lay a combo into someone and if i can tell right away like oh they barely took a scratch right there mm-hmm. like never mind you can i'm, I'm you can go <laughs> Turn around. I'll, I'll go find someone else luckily i'm all, i always build my characters to be really really fast so it's no problem to just run away and just say no we're not fighting there's also too much crowd control that's because there's a lot of wardens a lot of frost damage and you're just immobilized and stunned Man, on cooldown so much crowd control right now yeah you're just constantly stuck to the ground, especially if you're melee. If you're playing in melee at all, you just you will be glued to the ground mm-hmm. the entire time. Absolutely. Um, a lot of classic dizzy swing stamsorks out there. The the people that I that I do see like kind of in god mode, you know, and they they are getting like really high kill counts. It's almost always a stamsork. Uh, and, and a lot of them are that classic dizzy swing spamming, just straight pure stamsork. Like, it's like a blast from the past. We're in this hybridization <laughs> meta. Like, every build is just, like, the weirdest thing you've ever seen. But then the the strongest performer we see is just this old-school Dizzy Swing stand sort. <laughs> I really like that. It's really cool. They're really good at it because they have some passives that help them stack weapon damage really high, and they can get away with, like, zero sustain because they have dark deal. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the, that's the key to success. Like, if you're trying to really get some serious kills, Make a stamsork just with zero investment in stamina or in stamina recovery. Just get your your weapon damage as high as you can possibly get it, and just rely on dark deal for sustain. And that's that's the way people are doing it. It's the old school way. Yeah, just dizzy and executioner dawnbreaker. That's your that's your build. That execute animation is is one of the better animations of the game too. Oh yeah. It seriously feels like you're like chopping somebody's head off. (laughs) You need some hardcore music playing when you get that thing going. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Speaking of Stamsorks, Davis, you got a juicy scoop on your Stamsork. Last we talked, you had a certain Stamsork build that you told me about. But since then, uh, I think think Things, things have changed. Things have changed. So what's going on with Thane of Pain? Old Thane of Pain. So... You know, you might be upset with me on this. I, I can't tell. We'll, we'll have to see. It, it could be one of those where you you can't be, be mad at you, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You come on. <laughs> um, so I'll I'll start off with just kind of talking briefly about the build that I tested out. You know, we we like to talk a lot about theorycraft and builds we come up with. Mm-hmm. I'll talk through this build, say what it was, what the idea behind it was. It was complete garbage. Don't do it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> that's the disclaimer. It, Here's it a build did not, not work out. All right. <laughs> so. Mainly, you know, I had my stam sork. I saw your, your stam sork, uh, Tane, was, you know, you throw him on, looked like he was having a lot of fun. We've had these two characters play together. And so it kind of motivated me. All right, 
I want to get my stam sort going and, and, and so we can dual stam sort and, and have a lot of fun. So my main idea when I was putting the build together is that I have already plenty of these kind of tanky brawler, you know, the, the brawler support build, the, the, just uh-huh. the go-to Davies build. And so my idea was like, all right, I need to have at least one character that can get some kills. And so that was kind of my mindset as I was putting the build together is I'm going to make this character to actually be one that can actually get some kills. Okay. So what I did is uh, I did the Kavach Gladiator. Uh, shout out to Uncle Sam on that one. Um, and three-piece agility, the Engine Guardian monster set, and the one-piece trainee. And then I did Oakensole to do an Oakensole build. So, so you, you got to experience me testing out this build. It, um, the Oakensole kind of limited the Stamsork uh, toolkit. It wasn't brawly enough. I didn't have enough defensive abilities. And so uh, I would kind of jump into a fight and then just kind of get rocked and couldn't get away. Wasn't kind of, didn't have enough of the kit to get away and get out of there in time. Uh, I was trying to just go Dark Deal as the only heal. That didn't work out because people can interrupt it as well yeah. as, you know, if you have no uh, Magicka, then you can't cast a Dark Deal regardless of what your health is. Yeah. You know, I was doing the rapid strikes for the spammable and I had spin to win and I tested out Haunting Curse and then I trust, you know, tested out Endless Fury. It just didn't have enough. It just wasn't hitting enough. And so I, I kind of went fully back to the drawing board. You know, we did, we did some BGs last night. None of them, I would say, really went well. It just didn't feel right. The, the build wasn't, didn't feel good, didn't like how it was playing, and uh, fully went to the uh, drawing board here. Now, here's the part mm. where you might get a little upset with me, because um, <laughs> I did find a new build, and I did play with this build multiple times today. It worked out really well. Uh, yeah. had had two or three matches where I got the double-digit kills. Now, here is the kicker. It's not really a Stam Sork anymore. Uh, okay. I went much more Mag Sork. Uh, okay. But, so, uh, so the, the new build uh, is, because kind of the same idea, kind of the, I, I kind of went back to the drawing board, and I want to have that same mindset, is that I want to have, I've already got these other characters that I, that if I want to play, a brawly build or a support build, I kind of already have that. And so I didn't want to just make another version of that because that was kind of what I was feeling last night when I was playing it is that I was like, I'd rather just be playing my Stamina Warden or my Stam DK Lord of Nords. And so I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with a build that's going to get killed. And so kind of came up with my own version of you and Uncle Sam's uh, Mag Sork build. So mm-hmm. I, I stuck with the Kavach Gladiator. Nice. Um, I, so it's Kavach Gladiator, War Maiden, uh, One Piece Chokethorn for Magicka Recovery, and still Oakensole, surprisingly. Whoa! Made the Oakensole work on there. I feel like Oakensole has become my Wretched Vitality. Like, that's yeah, Wretched Vitality for me. Yeah, I was about to say that same me. thing. You know, you get these, like, comfortable parts that you can throw on a build, and it takes care of the things you don't want to do. That's kind of what, like, you know, Wretched Vitality kind of takes, the, the Wretched Vitality Gaze of Sithis kind of takes care of a chunk of the build. That's kind of what Oaken Soul does for me, is it takes care of a bunch of things of the build that I don't have to worry about. You're not the only one, man. I see there's a certain um, Bow Crow that anyone who plays a lot of BGs probably knows exactly who I'm talking about, but he's still rocking the, the single bar Bow Crow build, and he does very, very well. 
yeah, it just it, it's just kind of um, with how much it's giving, it's still it's still a good trade off in my mind. It, it you know, I, I still have builds that I don't use it because there are just certain builds where you just absolutely can't use it. And I do think that was a problem with the, the stamina version of this build. But uh, now that I've kind of switched it to this mag sork, it's, you know, let me walk through the build here. So it's still five piece clutch, uh, Kavash Gladiator, Ward Maiden, Chokethorn, Oaken Soul. It's uh, five medium, one light, one heavy, seven divines. Uh, the jewelry is three infused with spell damage glyphs. And then the bar, <laughs> <laughs> the bar, uh, the bar is uh, crystal frag is what I'm using as my spammable. Cool. Um, uh, haunting curse uh, and endless fury. So that's kind of my three damage dealing abilities. And then I have streak on the build and vigor as my heal. And then my ultimate I'm using is overload. Um, so the the war maiden is kind of the oddball in there, but the war maiden actually does buff crystal frag and haunting curse, and mm-hmm. those those are kind of the main heavy hitting. You know, endless fury is just on there for when they get into that execute range, uh, and then overload is you know that's that just hits really hard. Yeah, uh, feels really good on a Nord, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it. it uh, it really kind of started working. Um, I think a, a a big part of it was um, it's not really a brawler build anymore, which is weird for me because it's that's not my normal play style. Yeah, but you're totally ranged. That's good yeah. for this meta, though. Exactly. Is it it, it with the way that uh, I was trying to play the Stam Sork was be. I was trying to play it like Bearclaw and Lord of Norns. They go into the fight and they stay in the fight until someone dies. And and at the very last second, they'll get out of there. And the Stamsork literally needs to kind of be a, a you know, kind of hit and go and a hit on the run kind of move and kind of a strategic attack. Yeah. And it just, it just didn't feel, it just wasn't working for me. And so now uh, this, this new build, it does stay back. Uh, kind of stays, you know, it's not in the fight. It kind of stays back, but just throws heavy chunks of damage. Um, the just kind of the tooltip for that crystal frag without the the actual proc. So it's got uh, 11,330 11, tooltip um, for the crystal well, frag. Yeah, that procs for 60%. Yeah, 66% right? more 66%. when I get the free version. And yeah. so throwing the crystal frag on there, haunting curse, you know, if I've got the overload, kick that on, kind of throw that and, you know, I'll throw endless fury on there. And it was really kind of starting to blow people up. And so, mm-hmm. um, it was working out really well. Um, the, uh, since it is kind of ranged and stays out of the fight, vigor was enough to kind of keep me alive and it was keeping tanky enough. You know, I can streak a couple times while vigor's going, heal myself up, kind of turn back around, go back in. Uh, and they're kind of forced to come to me because it is range. So I've noticed a lot of times as I was streaking away, people would chase me down. And then, you know, they would get me down and they were trying to chase me down to finish the kill. And very Sork-like, you know, I streaked away a couple times. And as they're coming towards me, just laid the combo in and just finished uh-huh. them off. Um, and so it, it, I felt really good. It's, it's definitely, you know, a complete change of the build, kind of going very stamina, Sork, Brawly to this new uh, build. but it 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 did kind of accomplish what I was wanting is I was kind of wanting to at least have one character that can kind of get some kill counts and, and lay in some, some actual lethal damage. Uh, and it's worked really well. I actually really like, 
I like uh, how it plays, and, it, and it's nice to have with my other characters. It kind of gives me a different uh, play style, if that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, for it's, not, it's nice BG. to have something for something for every mood, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I like that. You need to get a hold of a, a One Piece Magma Incarnate if you don't already have it. That way you can have Magicka and Stamina Recovery Ooh, from that. I do need to get that. I get a little yeah. extra... A little extra, a little extra uh, dash sustain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I felt really good about it. Like I said, I had one match where I got like 19 or 20 kills. And then I ended up doing like five or six matches with it today. And I think the worst one, I went like nine and five. And then the best one was like 19 and two or something like that. So uh, uh, even, I mean, even nine kills is extremely it, good. Uh, these man, days. it, um, <laughs> It can lay in some damage when it, yeah, when it you know, overload, throw, is, overload is like a build in, in itself. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like you throw, you throw the curse on them and you know, that's mm-hmm. a heavy hit and then that's going to come back and hit. And then when you're spamming that crystal frags, uh, when that procs, you get, you know, you get lucky with a couple of those and then the haunting curse goes off. And then if the endless, if, you know, if the, if the endless fury goes off, and while you have overload going, it's just it's just it's, like this chain reaction. It's, it's like, just bah, 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 bah. yeah, it's just so much laying into them at once. And then if they, you know, heaven forbid, they do get below twenty five percent health, that Kavash Gladiator kicks in, and it is it is done. You may consider trying Bloodthirsty on the jewelry as well. I, I thought about that. My only thing on that is is that I do like that this this build isn't just completely focused on the executes. That's kind of like the the infused spell damage that it has now. I kind of like that it it can lay into them and deal some chunk damage to get them there. And plus, um, you only have vigor as your heal, so it's nice to have that extra yes, spell damage. Absolutely, just to back that it's, a, up. it's a very strong uh, vigor. I think the tooltip on the vigor is like uh, twenty twenty three or twenty four k over five seconds, which is that's ah, very good. Absolutely, yeah. what it needs because uh, sometimes it gets a little dicey, but. I was it was really really nice because I was actually having some of the Sork moments. Like there was many times today where I definitely should have died, but I just got out of there. They chased me down, and while they were chasing me down, you know my overload was back up. Just kicked it on, finished them off, went back to the fight. Uh, really, that's what's some great about overload. Like in just a in a few seconds, you'll have a you'll have enough for a couple of over, overloads. You know, like you get it Man, so quick. You're not kidding. It is wild, especially on a Nord. Even you know, good old Nord never. Never doubt them, guys. <laughs> well, cool. So Thane of Pain, not so much a Stam Sork. It seems pretty hybrid-y to me, though, really. He, he is, it is very hybrid medium armor. He has vigor. He's, he is medium armor. He's got vigor. So it's, it's Where are not, your attribute points? It's a lot of uh, a lot into uh, Magicka. Okay. okay. But it, it is a very hybrid-y. Ma- it's not a full Mag Sork. Um, but it is, it, it is a hybrid style, but it's probably a little bit more Magicka based than, but Hey, old Thane of Pain and Tain can, you know, they they can still, they can, <laughs> oh yeah, they're Dude, still Tain, can team up. Tain is an excellent executor himself. Uh, yeah, make, make no mistake. Um, yeah, we duoed with them a little bit last night, but you didn't have this kind of better build put together yet. Right. Yeah. But, um. We were still having a good time. I, I was I was having a really good time with Tane. Uh, this build, my Stam Sork build, it really hasn't changed in a couple of patches now. Uh, no need to. It's still excellent. Still total. I would. I have no desire to change a single. Well, actually, I take that back. There is one little thing I'm considering. I'll talk about that here in just a minute. Um, but either way, it's gonna. It's a great build, whether I do that thing or not. 
Um, it's been a while since I played with Stan Sork, and every time it's just kind of the same experience. When I when I log back on with him, I jump in, <laughs> I just do one BG. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is just the best thing I witnessed in the it. world. This guy was he was on a rampage last night. Oh man, he is, and that's just that's just what he does. He's always that's that's never not the mode that he's in, you know. And I just forget when I go long periods of time, I'll just get to a point when I do play with my Stan Sork. It's like, okay, I have other characters that I must play with. So I put Tane to the side and, you know, some time passes and I forget about Stamsork and then I'll log in. It's just, oh my gosh, all over again. <laughs> I forgot how good this guy was. Yeah. And, you know, I, I am a, a Stamina Templar main, but I really have always considered Stamsork to be kind of my secondary main, uh, just because that's the the play style that I like that I'm kind of good at and that is fun for me that's actually Stamsworks were designed for that right yeah. that's actually like the thing that they do uh and I think I'm I I play Stamsworks well I I feel like I I do well with it absolutely um, and so since my Stamplar is in such bad shape right now you know when I'm when I'm in the mood for that play style Stamsworks is just it right now and and they're they're on the tippy top I mean they're they're right up there like uh, all these tanky wardens and, and everything else like that, the, the Stamsorks are the ones chopping them down, if anyone is. Mm-hmm. And this dude is on par with with my Execute Magsork. Like I talked about my, my Magsork episode or two ago. Uh, uh, he's very focused. He's using that Kavach Gladiator set that you're using, 1475 weapon and spell damage against targets who are in Execute range. Um, and so when he has the full Kavach Gladiator proc, it's like a 16k Mage's Wrath is his tooltip on that. Uh, Tane, my Stamsork, when he when he have all, when he has all his buffs active, his Mage's Wrath is 16.6k, just with his normal stats, <laughs> you know. Um, so he he and and plus he has two execute abilities. I should probably just talk about what the build is. So um, the build is Briar Heart as a front bar set. With dual wield, wretched vitality on the back bar with a bow, uh, gaze of Sithis, mythic helm, and three agility on the jewelry. This is um, character zero for my kind of standard build setup. <laughs> That's by what the way. started it all. Yep, he started it all. He was my. He was the first build I put uh, wretched on. Really, this kind of standard setup with wretched and Sithis and the the three agility jewelry and the and the sugar skulls. That whole kind of formula really started with this guy and. It's just so good. I've started copying, uh, copy pasting it everywhere else. Um, it's three medium, three light. So it is very uh, hybridy, one heavy, uh, three divines, four well fitted. The jewelry is three infused with weapon damage glyphs. Uh, I normally use swift jewelry, but uh, Stamsworks have that minor expedition, so that that means I don't have to. Um, super duper good build. I'm really surprised actually that I don't see more Stamsworks using a similar build because it's it's so extremely good i never don't get amazing results with it yeah uh, and i really don't see a lot of other stamps works out there and i mean i'm gonna boast just just a moment just just <laughs> bear with me now that that savage werewolf like op bosork build is gone you know now that that's been nerfed out of existence i don't see a lot of stamps work builds competing with tane these days i see a lot of really good stamps works but like I was talking about all those dizzy swing stamsorks uh, and how they're doing really well. That is true; they're doing w- really well, but they're not doing as well as Tane is. No, Tane is 
I have witnessed it firsthand. And, and I, I do think part of it is, is that, you know, you mentioned this is kind of your premier play style and it is like you, you lock in on that hit and run strategic, like come in, you know, lay the fire down, then you're out of there. They can't hit you. It's uh it's a sight to see when you're teaming up with old Tain. It's, it's a lot mm. of, you get a lot of kills and you do not die. Yeah, he he does not die easily, and he doesn't really have a super strong healing kit, really. Um, he just stays on the move, and you maintain that situational awareness and streak. Just spam the heck out of streak. Um, I am possibly looking for an alternative to Briarheart, uh, and, and I I am on record as, as saying that I'll never take Briarheart yeah, off my stance. That is big time news. Yeah, the only I, I still love Briarheart. It's a great set, and the only reason I'm even thinking about uh, taking it off is because uh, I actually want to use more light armor on this guy. The, the one pain point, it's not even that much of a pain point, but if there is a pain point, it's I, I would like to have more Magicka sustain. Uh, like, okay. stamina sustain, not a problem. I have infinite stamina, but I would really, really like to have more Magicka because uh, I use a lot of Magicka on this dude. He's very hybrid-y. Um, but as long as I'm using Briarheart, I'm stuck with three medium on the body with how I have this build set up. Um, so, I mean, I may not, and I may just kind of learn to get good with that, you know, and not change anything and, and it'll still be fine. But, um, I scroll podcast at gmail.com. If you have any <laughs> suggestions for what, for like a, a good front bar set for my stamina sorcerer, uh, that, uh, is either light armor or crafted. Um, that, that's. That's what I'm kind of looking for, but otherwise the build is perfect, and I think it'd actually be like totally fine if I don't change a thing. It'd be tough to trade out that 450 weapon damage that Briarheart gives very consistently. Too. Yeah, yeah, like that's, that's that's a lot tough. of weapon damage for a set to give just that flat amount. It's very easy proc. Yep, very easy to proc. Uh, plus, it gives you a little, a uh, little bit of I think it gives you a little health recovery or heal or something on top of it. Grizzly, that's very interesting. Overwhelming surge would be uh, thematically super cool. Uh, max magicka, weapon and spell damage, weapon and spell damage. I wonder how strong that shock damage thing would end up being. That's a. I may I may look into that. I, may I think, the, that I think the, the, the potential problem with that overwhelming surge is I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna deal enough damage. That's kind of my thought. Is like, yeah. I might I might just lack that that stank that I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but interesting idea. I'm going to at least plug it into the build editor and see what some tooltips look like. I really like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can totally just leave the build as it is and it's, it's pretty much perfect. I'm kind of used to the new rapid strikes animation. Davis, I think you said you kind of like it too, right? Yeah. I like it. Uh, I, I, when I was using it, I had threw some axes on there. It looks pretty good with some axes. I like it. I like it, but maybe not for the reasons that Zoss wants me to like it. Like, I think I think it's funny. I still think it's funny, but it's like in an endearing way, you know. Like, I I like it. It, it looks like it looks like my character is flailing around like a madman, like a, just, just a lunatic, just swinging these things all over berserker. the place. Yeah, no technique, you know. No, no, he's just slinging these things around. Um, but it actually, you know, it, it actually feels like good to weave and to use. I actually think it's a, a good feeling ability despite like whether you like how it looks or not it does really good damage. Probably the best spammable in the whole game right now, which is kind of sad, uh, but good for Tane. His whole kind of gimmick is he's a, he's a double execute build. So he has a uh, endless fury, the, the Sork ability and he has spin to win. 
And the only reason that works is because Fury has that four second delay. So you can line it up so that you hit your target with both of them simultaneously. So his combo, he does a Haunting Curse, uh, hits them with the, the Endless Fury, streaks into them to stun them, uh, and then lay into them with the Rapid Strikes until they get into Execute range, and then you do a Spin to win, and Fury will pop right at that same time. Um, sometimes Fury will just take them out on its own, and you're, you'll just spin and hit nothing at all, you know? But uh, uh, a lot of the time, especially with um, you know this very tanky meta that we're in, you know, just because somebody's in execute range and just because you hit them with an execute ability doesn't necessarily mean they're going to die. No. But if you hit them with two execute abilities <laughs> at the same time, they probably will <laughs> die. <laughs> That's kind of what's hilarious about it. And when I first thought of this, when I was first putting that build together and I was like, two execute abilities, that seems silly. It's actually amazing. It's actually really, really amazing. Uh, and that's why I was saying, I think this guy's a better executioner than my execute focused Magsork, uh, because his, uh, his endless fury hits just as hard. Plus all the rest of his damage has that amount of damage behind it as well. He has that long range fury, so he can snatch and steal kills just as well as my Magsork can equally as well. Plus he's got that spin to win. So he can still like streak into a group of low health targets and, and clean them all up. Oof. I've watched you know. him do it that way. It, he <laughs> Um, so he's just kind of in, in battlegrounds specifically, all my builds are very like, it's a, it's specifically a battlegrounds build. Uh, he's godly, man. He's absolutely, I mean, I, I don't really boast about my characters quite this much often, but it's true for this guy. I really do feel like it's true. Uh, so highly recommend it. Uh, the only thing, yeah, the only thing is maybe I might trade Briarheart, but still Briarheart's an excellent, excellent set. Yeah, it is really good for for just the flat 450 weapon and spell damage uh, for a very easy proc. And then I think you get, yeah, there's no negatives and there's just a, a bonus to it because you get a little bit of heal. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's nice. And I like that, like his combo, it's it's Haunting Curse and Mage's Wrath. So it's like part of a Magsork combo and then it's Rapid Strikes and Spin to Win. A stamina combo, you know, and it's like, That's, it's very, like, he's a stamina sorcerer, you know, he's very, very much a sorcerer. Very stam sword. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And I, I like that it's not crystal weapon. I like that it's not bound armaments. I actually don't like those abilities. He's like using those classic sorcerer abilities on a stamina build and, and doing it really, really well. So as if we don't have enough wardens, Davius. Bearclaw the Nord. Hey, What's going on with is, your? <laughs> this is the way to play a warden. Is you you you're you're a, a bow build with a three meter range. That's the way to do it. That's the meta uh, warden build. That's the meta warden build. Now I um I got to talk about old Bearclaw. I know I've I've talked about him recently, and I haven't really made any changes to the build. But uh, I got to talk about him just because I I really am liking this build. It's working out really well. You got to follow um, your heart. That's just the way to go. So uh, just a reminder, it is, uh, speaking of Briarheart, uh, five-piece Briarheart, um, two-piece Baylorg, which I'll talk more about that. That's that secret sauce of the build. Uh -huh. um, two-piece trainee, the Vadish Rambo, which, you know, that's, that's the glory part to the, bow, the build right there. And yep. then the, the, another Oakensole. You're all um, open so all the way down it's now. It's just well, yeah, it's pretty. It's getting pretty dang close. I think I've got four builds out there with it now. Yeah, uh, it's it's growing. Um, it's uh, six six medium, one heavy, 
um, three defines, four well fitted, uh, and then the jewelry is three infused uh, weapon damage uh, glyphs. <clears throat> and the bar, the you know the bar, the bar. There is um, only the bar. There is only the bar, and so mm -hmm. uh, the spammable is the point blank snipe. Um, and then, uh, the only other damage ability I have is sub assault. And then I do use the bear for the ultimate, which, uh, mm -hmm. he does his own thing, does damage. Uh, and then he has an AOE where he can stun people. And then if you actually activate the ult for 75 ult, uh, you can use the bear as an execute and it's a very f effective execute. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of the part that people sleep on in the bears that bear will completely get me kills. Uh, people do yeah. not expect it. Uh, when he's charging up, but it's it's like a I don't remember the tooltip exactly, but it's like a fifteen twenty k execute, and that only amplifies if uh, they're actually you know in the execute range. So it, yeah, it's a fifteen or so k tooltip, not including then, the, the execute bonus, right? Right, hundred percent yeah. execute bonus if they're if you know for if, yeah. if they're under the fifty percent. So uh, he can hit hard, um, but really, I mean the the. The best part of the build is uh, just the hilariousness of running up to somebody <laughs> right up to them within three meters. Up close and personal and drawing that bowstring back. <laughs> and just draw on the bowstring for the snipe, which, you know, it's got the 0.6 cast time. So you even have to kind of yeah. watch it happen. It's, yeah. it's so fun to do. I can't explain how fun and ridiculous it is, but uh, it, I mean, it, it works. Um, the, the other abilities I have on there are the, uh, the warden wings, um, which gives me mm -hmm. speed and, uh, uh, takes off, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Snare removal. Snare removal. Thank you. Which, uh, uh which passive morph did you choose? You get the berserk or no, you already get that from Oaken I already Souls. Got you probably that get from, the minor yep. evasion. Yep. So I get minor nice. evasion cause I already get the minor berserk from Oaken Soul. Um, and then I have uh, Shimmering Shield and Vigor, and that's my whole defense for this, is that I throw the Shimmering Shield on there uh, and then throw Vigor on there. By the time that shield breaks off, Vigor's healed me back up. Um, and it is a stamina build, so I can just spam that shield. I'll just kick the wings on and run, and as they're throwing things at me, I'm just spamming that shield while Vigor's healing me up. And then mm -hmm. I'll turn back around, get run right back up to him, start unloading some snipes. Um, it, it the build works really well. It um, it it's very much a brawler up and and it uh, very much a brawler build. It feels very very tanky for very limited defense that it has. But and it, yeah, it I mean just, being being a Nord, being a Warden, you're just kind of yep. inherently very just robust. Yep. Well, and those that wings now that they made that change, that's such oh my yeah. gosh, that's such an unbelievable ability. The speed. I'm with so the glad snare they removal. did that because that's such a it's such a cool looking ability. Yes. So I'm glad that it's like. Oh, I have to use this ability. It's too good not to use, and it looks so awesome. Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, the the one change that I've thought about on this was also swapping out Briarheart, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. which I don't know why we do this. Briarheart's such a great set. It's great. Um, yeah. I potentially thought about putting Swamp Raider on for Briarheart because Swamp Raider would be a buff to both Snipe and Sub Assault, which are two yeah. major damaging parts of the build. Um, but I actually have decided not to do it, mainly just because while it would amplify those two abilities i want the overall weapon and spell damage that mm -hmm. briarheart's given me because i need it i need it for that vigor i need it for you know it's nice to have a little bit extra for the bear um grizzly so says getting swampy getting swampy <laughs> swamp raider uh, and so 
I, I, I think I'm going to stick with the Briarheart just because I, I want that overall weapon and spell damage. Um, yeah. With it, with this, with this build having very little defense, I need that vigor to hit as hard as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, with you know, we've talked about um, uh, you know a lot of when we group up or uh, you know play duo BGs, you know, a lot of the characters that we're playing with, whether you know if I'm playing with Uncle Sam or playing with you, there's usually some sort of ex- execute or some very kill heavy build. And so I really, really like how this one has paired with those characters, just in the sense that this build's not going to get a lot of kills right now. Um, it's not, it doesn't have any execute style abilities. I mean, you use the bear. I can't tell you how refreshing it is to when you get that bear execute off on people. Mm-hmm. It's glorious. Um, but that bear can't quite keep up with a uh, Endless Fury. <laughs> just, yeah. It's not run that quite fast. as fast. It doesn't run that fast. <laughs> Um, but I, it, it just works so well because right now with this tanky meta, this build actually still just takes chunks of health. Um, and when it just starts unloading those snipes and then a sub assault goes off, it gets characters, you know, it gets enemies into that execute range. And then I just let my teammates just kind of finish them off and then they kind of go to work once that character gets that low. Um, but it does do a large chunk of damage and it it probably won't finish the kill unless you you know get the bear going but uh it just lays in chunks of health and then you know usually one of my teammates will have one of their executes or something go off and get the kill and so it's it's worked out really well very much the assist leader uh in the bgs Mm -hmm. that i've been at it gets a whole bunch of assists yeah, I just love the idea of a close range bow brawler too. It's, just <laughs> it's so great, much fun. Great concept. It's good. It is uh it is probably one of the silliest and because of that, one of the more fun builds I have right now to play with. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's pretty glorious. Nice. Well, um, on the topic of brawlers, I've been playing with my Magicka Dragon Knight, Misato Katsuragi. Um I just kind of randomly got the the urge to play with my Mag DK a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't really have a particular idea for a build, but you know I have my kind of standard template that I use on all my builds. So I was like, oh, I know I can throw that on there. Probably Burning Smell Weave, and surely that'll be good enough to just kind of jump into some BGs and and have a good time. Uh, so that's exactly what I did, and um, man, it's better than good enough. It's a uh, it is instantly just like wow, this build is actually kind of fire. Like a, a dragon knight, <laughs> you, you have been really enjoying this build. This is this is your this is your go to build right now. Yeah, I mean, I was just talking about my Stam Sork, but I've actually been playing with my Mag DK the most. This is the one I've kind of been the most hyped about. Um, so yeah, she's just doing really well with kind of that standard build setup that I, that I've been using. Um, I think this is a really really good meta for dragon knights. We kind of predicted that dragon knights would be in this place, right? Like where. They're very strong. They're very well balanced. They're, they're yep. not overpowered, but they they fit right in in this meta. Uh, the survivability is kind of at a place where DKs kind of they can survive long enough to kind of stay in that meat blender, kind of stay in the middle of the mix, and they stay alive long enough to sort of work their DK magic. Um, so it's just it just it's a very brawly kind of meta, and it works really well for them. Um, so this is that kind of classic battle of attrition kind of. What I think of as like an old school Dragonite build. Love it. Love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. Yeah. And it's so, it's, it's so fun too. Um, so this isn't about bursting people down quickly. It's about outlasting your opponents. 
Uh, and Davis, like a, I think it was just a couple of episodes ago, you mentioned that in this meta, this is, that's a great strategy for this meta because mm-hmm. fights tend to go on for a long time because it's hard to kill people. Um, so if you can outlast your opponent, that's often the winning strategy. Yeah. Uh, and, and guess what? Dragonites in particular specialize in. It's, it's exactly <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I want to get into the build, but uh, before I do, let's take, a, let's take a quick little detour here. Uh, I feel like I, I need to give this disclaimer one more time. It's been a long time. People who have been uh, listening for a while, they've they've heard this already. But anyone who's uh, who's been who's been listening, I don't know who just started listening in the last month or so, uh, you might have noticed that man, Kets builds sure are like all really similar, right? They use like a lot of the same stuff, uh, a lot of wretched vitality, gaze of Sithis, and bewitched sugar skulls, right? That's like in basically every build that I have. So. If you go back and listen to older episodes, listen to listen to me talk about some some builds before I discovered Wretched Vitality, you'll see I, I know how to make other builds. Okay, <laughs> like I can I can be creative and I can come up with some really weird builds that work well. I I know how to do it, but I've gotten to a point where I kind of don't want to use sets that play the game for me. Is kind of how I like to phrase it. Um, so it's not that I'm opposed to proc sets, but I want to, if, if I use a proc set, like Wretched Vitality is a proc set, it procs and gives me a bunch of recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm totally fine with that. I just don't want to use a proc set that like an animation plays and like does damage for me or, or something like that. That's, that's kind of these days I'm trying to avoid that. Um, just kind of the way I feel good about a build is if I win and it feels like it was fair and square, you know, like I just have really good stats. My character has. Uh, is very powerful, has a lot of damage. If I know how to push the buttons right and make it all work right, right? Grizzly Khan <laughs> laughs in bad Sally proc meta build. Yeah, I mean, yes, I've been all over the 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 cancerous proc meta. I've had the the cheesiest builds there are. Okay, like <laughs> we all go through phases. We all learn and grow over time. You know, um, and who knows, maybe this will just be a phase, but I don't know. I feel like this is just kind of where I've ended up with things where I just kind of want to have really good stat builds and I want to feel good about the victories that I have and that it was, it's actually a result of skill and knowing how to play the game. That's, that's just kind of where I'm at these days. And so, and, and absolutely no hate to anyone who does use those builds. Like, I mean, our good buddy, uncle Sam, he, he cheeses the heck out of procs and gets a ton of kills. It's great. It's hilarious. Davis, you use procs quite a bit still. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, you know, no judgment this, it, for sure. Yeah. It's just a me thing. Um, so if you're like me and you want a really, really good stat build, I challenge you scroll podcast at gmail.com. Show me a better ball of stats than wretched vitality, gaze of Sithis mythic helm and the bewitched sugar skulls. Uh, death dealers fet would be one alternative to, to gaze of Sithis, but I, I haven't farmed that and I already have Sithis, but Really, either one of those. Here's what I do. I go to the UESP build editor in a web browser. I, I plug in that foundation of a build. I do Wretched Vitality, Gaze of Sithis, Sugar Skulls, and then I fill in all the rest of the slots with whatever else. And just right away, the stats look amazing. The, the tooltips are all amazing. It's an excellent build immediately. And if I try to depart from that in any way, try to use some other set besides Wretched, use a different kind of food, move things around to kind of compensate for those changes every time. It's a worse build. 
uh, just just by looking at the stats, looking at the tooltips, looking at like what my character has available in their toolkit, what they don't, what they can afford to sustain, what they can't. You know, just by every metric, it's just like, no, this is objectively a worse build. I need to go back to my my standard setup. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And the thing is, it doesn't determine a play style, right? And this is part this is part of the spiel I gave last time. Just because I'm I'm using that kind of foundation of a build on on every every character, they don't all play the same. You know, they're still you know, what weight of armor are we going to wear? What what are the traits? Am I going to be slow and tanky? Am I going to be uh, fast and kitey? Am I going to be a dot build? Am I going to be a bow build? You know, like that that doesn't determine what kind of build it is. All it is is just a big old ball of stats that enables you to do whatever you want to do. So, you know, I, this will probably continue to be the setup that I use on most of my characters until a better stat setup, you know, becomes available or apparent the one thing that i really like about it is that in and i've said this to you is that i really like that it it um it kind of takes care of your uh when you're putting a build together you're coming completely from scratch you know there's certain things that like i need these i need to get to these numbers or these thresholds some way or another and I really like how this setup that you have gets you to those thresholds pretty much across the board where you like to be. And yeah. then it, it leaves you with that open five piece set that with all of your characters, you kind of get, you kind of, at that point, that five piece set kind of becomes the thematic play style for that build that you're going with. Uh, yeah, I just go for like that. Well, like, it's exactly right. Like, I go for one, like, very thematically appropriate yeah. set for that character on top of that really nice foundation and it's it's yeah. great every time every single yeah. time it's great and it, i i just think that's really cool because it does you know all of these builds that you have that have the wretched and the sith the sithis and the sugar schools they all play very very differently and so uh you know very different you know different strategies different you know ways to play them and in different performances and so uh, i just think it's cool that it, it kind of you know, lays a foundation for the build and then you get to really invest in that one five piece set, uh, to get, really pick the theme. Yeah. Just for example, like, I mean, uh, I was just talking about my Stamsork, a, a real hit and run, like, you know, outrageous amounts of damage, super speedy, kitey, that kind of mm -hmm. build. Uh, and then I have despair, my magic and necromancer healer, who's all about crowd control and debuffing, uh, enemies and healing allies and totally different thing entirely but still built on that same foundation absolutely yep so anyway that's my that's my disclaimer there let's get back to talking about my magic game misato <laughs> katsuragi with all that said her build is burning spell weave as a front bar set with a, a sharpened flame staff wretched vitality on the back bar with a resto staff uh gaze of sithis mythic helm three willpower on the jewelry it's a three light, three medium. I've really been enjoying that three light, three medium uh, on my builds. Uh, one heavy with the Sithis Helm, four divines, three well-fitted. Uh, the jewelry is three swift with weapon damage glyphs on all three. Um, she's a Breton using the Atronach Mundus, Sugar Skulls for the Food, and Tristat Potions. Coming pair, live fast, die last. I like that. Um... <laughs> So, uh, super solid build, Burning Spellweave. Obviously, that's just been a staple set for Dragon Knights since forever. And and now that I have actually have a flame staff, it took me so long to get one. 
You're going to have to pry that from Misato's cold dead fingers, okay? Like, <laughs> she's not letting that thing go. You can nerf it into the ground. Misato's never letting go of Burning Spell Weave. Took so long to get that staff. And when they finally introduced the set curation system, that's when I said, okay, I'm finally going to go get that staff. First run. Got it on the first run. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know what first runs are like. That's, uh, well, first run after many, many, many yeah, runs before set curation. Back in the day, yeah. Um, so Burning Spell is great. It's a good, good amount of damage. It also helps with sustain because it applies that burning status and that, that helps DKs out with sustain. So you can never go wrong with Burning Spell. We have great front bar set too because um, when it procs, you flip to the back bar, you keep that weapon and spell damage. Um, so it still applies to reheals. Really nice. Uh, Wretched Vitality. Just got done having a whole spiel about it, but man, it's so good on a Dragon Knight. Um, I'm talking about playing this build as a brawler. Like, like this is not a hit-and-run build. This is a build that's meant to get up in the action and stay in there and just kind of generally be a problem for the enemies. Um, Wretched Vitality absolutely enables that kind of playstyle. You know, I have all the Magicka Recover I need to be a, a Magicka build, um, but all, also all that Stamina Recovery. I mean, I can be as aggressive as I want to be, I, I always have gas in the tank to take whatever defensive maneuvers, you know, dodging, breaking free, any of that. It's never a problem. Um, it's just, it, it makes my Dragonite feel like a Dragonite, honestly. Like, it makes me feel like I can, I can be aggressive like that and not have to, like, run and hide every time something happens. Um, it's, it's great for the same reason that Shacklebreaker, like, back, back in the day when Shacklebreaker was so popular... Almost every Dragonite, Dragonite, Magicka and Stamina was using Shacklebreaker yeah. for this exact same reason. It's just a better version of that. Um, Flame Lash, that's the, the morph of choice for the whip that I like, especially for a brawler. I think that's the only choice. Uh, that's the one where you, you target a stunned or immobilized enemy and it sets them off balance. And then if you target uh, any off balance enemy, it procs the, the special Power Lash where you do the uh, the twirly animation, you do extra damage, you also heal for quite a bit. It's like a 10k heal on my character here. Uh, and it has a reduced cost. And there's no cooldown on that power lash. The entire time that person is off balance, which I think is 7 seconds, you're getting that power lash every single solitary time for that entire duration. Um, so it's not as much burst as the Molten Whip morph, but it's a lot more consistent pressure. And that's that's kind of what this build is all about. Uh, and it, like I was talking about how Wretched enables you to really play like a brawler, Flame Lash is kind of another component of that because uh, you are getting that big burst heal every single time you uh, you land that flame that Power Lash proc. So that often for me, I find that that is like the difference between me being able to actually get a kill or not because it allows me to just kind of keep pushing a little bit, like a couple of more spams, and I'll, I'll have this kill, uh, and I'm I'm healing through whatever damage is coming my way. Um, Talons and Fossilize, my favorite two Dragonite abilities. <laughs> Talons uh, immobilizes targets, also puts a really strong dot on them. Uh, and then Fossilize um, stuns targets. Uh, and it also immobilizes them once the, the stun ends. And uh, Immobilize and Stuns are two different forms of CC. They're on two separate cooldowns. Um, so you can immobilize someone and stun them right afterwards. So um, my favorite thing to do is to run into a group of people and lock everybody down with talons and then uh, pick out a target and just start hammering them with my whip. And since they're immobilized, I'm setting them off balance. I'm getting that power lash proc and, and then, you know, seven straight seconds of power lash. 
Um, so I just keep hammering them with that power lash until they uh, dodge out of talons. Uh, and then I fossilize and then just resume the whip, resume the power lash. And of course, Talons is putting a really strong dot on them. I also have Flames of Oblivion. That's adding some extra uh, pressure every few seconds. Uh, I have the uh, the Leap Ultimate for a finisher uh, if I need it. It's actually a surprising amount of damage for like when you're just kind of looking at, like if you're just watching me attack someone, it looks like I'm just spamming the whip, really. And that's the only thing I'm doing. Uh, there's actually more going on than that. It's a, it's a surprising amount of damage that, that creeps up on people more often than you'd think. So it works really well, but really getting a lot of kills really isn't the the main goal. I'm kind of taking the Davius approach here. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm being a support brawler. I'm trying to soften everybody up uh, and basically like set my teammates up to to snatch those kills. And I certainly get some kills. I mean, Misato, she gets like seven, eight kills a match in a really sweaty one, which is really good by yeah, this meta standards. She has a lot of damage too. Like if it's a if it's a decent match with some good fights, it's like. 10 minutes or longer she's like hovering around the 1.5 million damage uh ballpark um we haven't done it yet but i'm i'm really looking forward to the misatu and lord of nords combo that's gonna Double be fun. DK. just just uh go in there and just lay just just cause havoc that's gonna be really fun we do have to make that happen here pretty soon what is it that makes it so fun about doing like two of the same class duos it's always i don't know i always just, just like it's it it's always a blast yeah. it's always good um her healing setup is resolving vigor uh blessing of restoration that's the resto staff aoe burst heal uh, and the resto ultimate a pretty concise healing kit but very very effective uh resolving vigor that's the best part of having wretched vitality having having vigor on a magic a dragon knight that's kind of the that's kind of the final piece of the puzzle that makes it all feel amazing. Wretched vitality, the flame lash morph of the of the whip, and resolving vigor. Those three things combined, I think, are like really what makes the build feel super duper amazing. Vigor's a really strong heal. It's it's strictly a selfish heal, so I don't have to worry about trying to heal anyone else with it. Uh, it's basically the only thing. The it's it, it is the only magic or the only stamina ability I have slotted. So aside from just taking defensive maneuvers and stuff, you know, with Wretched, I have all the stamina. I can cast it as much as I want. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> as many times. Um, so that's just, as far as like that brawler, sort of like just stay stay aggressive, stay in the mix of things and everything else, uh, along with the crowd control and all of that, that just makes all the difference having Vigor on there. Blessing of Restoration, um, I'm using that instead of coagulating blood Coag is is a stronger heal, but it's also a lot more expensive, and I can't heal other people with that. And uh, it's important to me to be able to support my allies on on this kind of build. Um, Blessing of Restoration isn't that much weaker, and it's quite a bit cheaper, um, and I can I can heal other people with it. And it's really it's plenty of healing. I cast a Vigor, I cast a Blessing of Restoration, my health bar's full, done. You know, no big deal. Um. So yeah, build feels great. The fashion is great. I'm using uh, all honor guard light, except the pants or ragata light. I nor- I'm normally not too matchy with the fashion. I like to kind of mix it up, but that that honor guard light is pretty tight. It's a great look. looking set. Yeah, and and Masato is that's a, that's a very good look for a character. Looks fantastic. Yeah, she's very kind of like sort of Japanese, like like a 
like feudal Japan kind of looking character. It's not not necessarily samurai looking though. I don't know how to put it. No, yeah, I wouldn't say it's samurai, but it is. It is. It's it's a good look. It's a good look. Very. It's very good look. So yeah, Magdi K. Probably going to stick with her for a while. Probably these two, Magdi K and the Stamps Work. I think those are going to continue to be my my main squeezes for a while. I'm not feeling uh, Templar. That's my main. I'm definitely not feeling yeah. Warden. Um, I don't know. I might pick up uh, my Bowcrow here pretty soon. Maybe it's been a while for him. It seems like it might be a good time for him. The old, the old Bowcrow. I do actually have a really good Warden build figured out, <laughs> but I don't want to play Warden right now. What I will, I will one thing. If I can go back to Bear Clyde, oh, I yeah. mentioned I was gonna, I was gonna talk about it, and then I, I forgot to do so. But sure. Uh, I wanted to talk about Baylorg and why that is the extra sauce. On oh, yeah, build. yeah. And so, you know, like I talked about, you know, the the point blank snipe and, and with the crazy amount of extra damage that that's doing, the the extra sauce that really is what lays the chunk of health is that Baylorg. Is, it's that shimmering shield. When you, I'm kicking that on as much as I am, I get that uh, major... Um, oh, uh, heroism. Heroism, thank you blinked on that i should know that one's my favorite it's my favorite <laughs> buff there uh i get major heroism and i am a nord as always uh and so the ultimate is just just constantly going up and that bear execute ult you don't have to use it as an execute you can really just hit anybody with it and so when i you know if, if i do run into somebody that has that kind of extra tankiness and and even the regular point blank snipes with all that extra damage isn't laying into them and kick that Baylorg on, and it just, you know, just a reminder of what Baylorg does. It is 23, the amount of ult spent, and it's not the cost of your ult, it's how much you spend. Uh, you get that much weapon and spell damage, and then 23 times that amount uh, offensive penetration. And so that is why that is the secret sauce. So that, that ult generate is very, very high with the Shimmering Shield and being a Nord. Uh, and so I can constantly get hundreds you know i'm spending and getting hundreds uh of ult when i'm when i'm kicking off that bear and it is uh it very much works as the secret sauce to that build to to really even lay chunks of damage into the tankiest of players yeah yeah it's cool to have that bear that has such a low cost i mean i know you kind of want to save that ultimate up to get a bigger prop from baylor but it's nice that you have that option to kick it on so frequently yeah, I mean, and that's the nice thing is that when, you know, when I when I want to save it up and really get a lot of damage, I can. But if I'm in a situation and I need something quick and need just a little bit of extra sauce, I can kick it off almost all the time I have it. And so I can kick it on and just get enough to kind of, you know, constantly have uh, just an extra buff going. Yeah. Is that it for Bearclaw? Yeah, sorry. I just I had to talk about that that Baylor and just Yeah, I well. remember you the, you like mentioned that early on, but then we just got <laughs> sidetracked. I got sidetracked. You know, you talk about Bear Claw, I just get I get excited. But mm -hmm. the the shimmering shield and the Baylorg is just it is a beautiful combo between those two on that build. Yeah. It's cool to see Bear Claw in action. It's a it's a it's just a really fun <laughs> build. It's a really fun dude to duo with too. Uh, I, I just imagine from other players' standpoint, you know, like they, they see this guy run around with this big bow because, you know, he's he's got a his, – his look, he's got a huge bow. I, I made sure I got a, a big old massive mm -hmm. bow. And it's just funny because you see this guy with the bow and then, he, you know, if you're a ranged character, you're kind of sitting back. He's just running right past you into the fight. Like, hold on. Let me get in there before I start shooting this thing. <laughs>
It's just, it's just great. I don't see enough point blank snipe builds out there. (laughs) Oh, it's good stuff. I know we, we already said it, but it's just like, just seeing someone just three meters away, just like standing (laughs) on their toes, just drawing that bowstring Uh, back. (laughs) So so great. So good. Um, all right. I guess that's uh, everything that's been going on. Uh, emails and shout outs. We did get an email this week from none other than the man himself, Grizzly Khan. Uh, it's a shout out. The email is a shout out request. So uh, shout out uh, via Grizzly to, to Crimson for single handedly raising the degeneracy <laughs> quotient of the Discord server. <laughs> um, so. Uh, He's just referring to, we were just kind of goofing off in the Discord text chat a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Crimson was uh, making some some off-color kind of of jokes. Not the typical kind of humor that we have on the server, but uh, it wasn't too out of line. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, There was some talk of some choking going on. Hey, whatever you're into, it's fine. It's fine. I can't wait for you to lead, like, go from this to lead straight into the do the students goons <laughs> call out. Uh, well, real quick, another shout out to Grizzly Khan just for writing in. Thanks for the email, Grizzly Khan. Shout out Grizzly Khan. Uh, shout out again to Grizzly Khan and Gummy Bear for joining us in the the text chat or the Heck voice yeah. chat tonight. Uh, thanks for always appreciate it for being here tonight. We have a guild. The guild's name is Stoons Goons, best named guild on the PCNA server. If you'd like to be a member, you can send us an email at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com and we will send you an invite. Uh, if your guild roster is full, that's okay. We can invite you to the Discord server and that's really where most of the action is happening anyway. And anyone who's in the Discord, in my mind, is a fully-fledged goon all the way. Uh, so scroll in podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to join. Um, also, I, sh- I should have said this a moment ago, but if you just want to send us an email, you can send us an email at scroll in podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can ask us any questions, make any suggestions for the, for the show. Just say hello, anything you want. Scroll in podcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Davius? I think that's everything. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.